Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And that was New Day by Danny Goki. And I've got to say, what a great track. It absolutely makes you want to dance. It's a track filled with hope. Uh, and I'm very pleased to say that for the very first time here on Hope FM, uh, here is the wonderful Danny Goki. Danny, hey, how you doing? Dude, I'm doing so good. Thank you for having me on the show. And thank you for the, 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 the nice words about the song. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, it's, it's a great track and it really makes you want to dance. Uh, in fact, I honestly, I was dancing to it earlier on, so I can say that with hands held high. It makes <laughs> me not it. just want to dance, I did dance. It's great. So um, now lots of the listeners home will already be familiar with your music because we play it quite a bit here on Hope FM. Uh, but it'd be really good if you could just share a bit of your story about who you are, your journey with Jesus, uh, and how you got to this place where you are right now, making great music, uh, which is played across the world. Sure. So my, okay, so my family, we would sing a lot growing up. It was a big deal to sing, and uh, my parents would make us sing. And as a kid, you don't want to sing, but we'd sit around the table, we'd do worship songs, we'd learn harmony and learn parts, and, um, and we'd sing in front of church. Now, there was a point in my life at 12 years old when I was in the car with my father and my mom and my sister. Now there's six of us kids, but just time we came home from church, just me and my sister, and my mom and dad. And I was singing a song um, that was on, that my dad was playing in the tape player. And my dad looked at my mom and complimented my voice. And I didn't, and I couldn't believe it. I didn't, he, he looked at my mom and said he could sing. And I had no idea I could sing. So I sat back in my seat. I just like a, a heat came over my whole body. And I remember looking out the window and I was like, I can sing. I can sing. Had no idea I could sing, but that was a big step. So parents, you know, one thing I've learned is our words are very important. Our kids absorb it like sponges. Uh, then we transitioned over to a new church and there was a youth pastor there who, man, who just saw the gift of my, of uh, the ability to sing in me. It was very unrefined and he really poured into me, really pushed me and, and, dug deep inside to get the talent out of me because I was reluctant and I'm glad he did. And so it was, uh, it was actually a, um, God, you know, growing up in church, God put people in my life that actually were really instrumental in bringing about my destiny. Wow. That's cool. So when you, your parents, they, they made you sing, and I guess they also made you go to church as well. Was church something you enjoyed? What did you get from church yourself? Honestly, what's interesting to me is I did enjoy church. That's the one thing they didn't have to force me to do. Now, I know this is probably not normal for all kids. I would say my kids enjoy going to church. They love going to church. Um, but the thing for me is that, like, I could sense God drawing me. Church is different when you experience God. Like, there's church where there is no God, and I know they talk about God. I'm not trying to be judgmental either, but just the fact of the matter of life, there's religious institutions and then there's institutions that invite God. And when God is at, in the center of the church, like it's a, and it's an experience just like walking out in nature and enjoying the beauty of the land. It's like going to church. You experience the one who created nature. You experience the one who created music. And when you encounter that, you're, it's a very interesting experience. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would entirely agree with you. If you're going to church, and you're not encountering or meeting with God, then I'll certainly encourage listeners to go, 
I'd like to know more of God and uh, and look for ways to to find uh, that intimacy with yeah. Jesus that He yeah. loves to bring. So so okay, so you've enjoyed church, you've found you had this musical gifting. Uh, someone invested in you and said, "Yeah, yeah, let's nurture you." And then what happened? Well, then from there, I transitioned over to. Um, I kind of went through a dark season at about 19 years old or 20 years old, right around 1920. And I ended up moving away um, to a different state. And it was kind of like a period. uh, I was just trying to, I think I felt like I was trying to run away from issues. I didn't know how to deal with them. So I just got away and I moved in uh, with uh, my former youth pastor and his wife and just kind of got like discipled a little bit underneath. Uh, their ministry. They're living in a different state. But when I came back, I, I did that for about six months. And when I came back to where I was living, Milwaukee, where I was born, I got to tell you, like life, I started going to this new church and life was a beautiful place again. And this new church is where they had this amazing music program. And in this amazing music program is where my gifts and talents were developed even more so. It was a really cool church where the word of God, the power of God was alive. But not only that, like music was really good there. And it was there that God used another man. He's like my spiritual father now. And all I wanted to be, check this out. I only wanted to be a background singer. But the pastor had just started the church. He was preaching and he was doing worship leading. All I wanted to do was be the, the background singer. Long story short, he comes to me one day about a year into being a background singer. And he said, he hands me the mic right before service starts. And he goes, you're leading today. <laughs> and I said, what? I'm not. And he goes, you're leading today. I go, no, I don't want to. I don't want to lead. Like I was very comfortable with not being a leader. Put me in the back coach. Let me support the winning guy, but I don't want to be that guy. And, um, and I'm so glad he did it because it was at that point that that's when God really began to develop my vocal muscle, my worship leading ability, songwriting, song, just the song element in me came alive. And um, I got to tell you, man, that's a great place to be. That's why church is so instrumental. I really encourage people get into church because in church is where you're going is going to, you're going to thrive and God can, when you give your gifts to God, he can multiply them. Absolutely. That is so essential that we actually say to God, God, you've gifted me, please use my giftings and, and let him take things forwards. But uh, it's been an amazing, amazing journey for you. So people in the UK, we, we do watch American Idol as well as, as our UK show, shows as well. So you were on American Idol, weren't you, sir? I was. And um, so here's the kind of story I remember. So I was pretty involved in church, right? And so as I'm going through church, um, God just begins to just bless me at this church as the worship leader. It was actually two locations. I was the worship leader for both locations. Well, and but also I had to work a full-time job in the middle of while I was working at this church just to kind of make the ends meet. And um, my first wife, Sophia would watch American Idol all the time. Well, we got a DVR and we started recording American Idol and I'd come home from church working late at night. And I would just like be enthralled in the show. And I'm like, man, this show is amazing. And I was like, and I found out that like the next, the following year was the last year that I could try out for the show. So I'm like, I'm going to try out for the show. And I tell my, my wife, Sophia at the time, and she's like, yes, do it. And so I prayed and I said, God, you know what? It'll be confirmation if you, you know, tell my pastor that I, you know, like speak to him because I want to make sure I'm in the middle of your will. You know what I mean? 
I want to be in your will and I don't want to be out of it. So anyways, I ended up asking my pastor, you know, would you give me your blessing to go on the show? He gives me his blessing. Well, one month before the show, my first wife, Sophia, passes away unexpectedly. I'm in a rock and a hard place. I don't want to go to the show anymore. I'm just devastated. I felt like God didn't answer my prayers. I'm disappointed. I'm feeling hopeless. But at the same time, I'm putting all my hope in God. I'm putting all my hope in the Lord because he's all I got right now. And um, honestly, the rest is history. One month after she passed away, I did my first American Idol audition. And wow, the journey that God had prepared for me. All I had to do was just walk through it. Even though I was in the middle of pain, I was suffering a little bit. All I had to do was keep walking forward and God showed up and met in a powerful way. And little did I know that he would birth in the darkest moment of my life. He would birth in music ministry. Wow. That, that is a heck of a story, uh, Danny. And I'm, I'm so sorry to hear about, about what happened. Um, off the back of that, he birthed something great. But also, am I right? You set up a foundation as well, Sophia's Heart Foundation. Yeah. Do, you want, do you want to quickly just tell listeners about, yeah. about, about that for a moment? So Sophia's Heart is an organization I founded. So check this out. This is a unique side of the story. So I founded this. So her principal comes up to me about two weeks after she passed away. He, she, he calls me and says, I have a check for you. Well, he shows up and he gives me this check. I said, what's this check for? He said, you had life and you had health insurance through you know, the school she worked at, part of the health insurance, they give a death stipend. So they give me this check. It wasn't much. It was $39,000. And when I got that, it was more money than I ever seen because I, I grew up with nothing. But I knew I didn't want to spend that money on a car or down payment on a house. I was like, this is the legacy that we're going to keep alive. So I took that money and I founded an organization called Sophia's Heart. So I found this organization about two years later, a man gives me a 77,000 square foot hospital in, in Nashville, Tennessee for $10. With that hospital, we start redoing it. We, t- we take in over 200 homeless families off the street and we house them, we clothe them, we help them get their GED, we, you know, we feed them and we connect them with programs to get restarted. And, and, we, and we, with that organization, we started using her legacy to really bless people and to really give people a fresh start. Um, unfortunately, and here's another thing like, so with my, with, in everybody's story, there's twists and turns. And I think one of the biggest things you're trying to find, well, where is God in the midst of it? Right. I couldn't keep the organization. So I had the organization from 2008 all the way to 2015. And we housed these families, did music programs and all these things. I shut it down because I couldn't keep the funding. It was very difficult to fund. The budget was so expensive to do this. So I closed it down, but I, I've now transitioned this to a new nonprofit called better than I found it. And so I'm actually working on better than I found it is an organization that goes out and finds people who are like me doing good work where they are. And we go in and we bless them to make sure they never have to shut their doors. Like I had to shut my doors. So that's the mission of that organization. Wow. So an organization that helps to ensure that other organizations thrive. That sounds like a, a big calling and a, and a great thing to do. And it is. Just- we've, uh, we've, just with that, just to give an idea of what we've done, you know, we've, we've built a kitchen for a homeless food shelter uh, organization. We, we just bought a bus for an organization that 
re-outfits buses and feeds homeless people in New York City. Uh, we've done, it's kind of those types of things. We just want to make sure we can help other organizations, you know? Wow. You know, so when, when we get artists on uh, to talk about their music, it's amazing the other things that God gives them uh, to, to carry in life. And some of these things that, I'm, that is just life transforming for other people, what you're doing, Danny. So um, your music makes a difference, but the other things as well, it's amazing to hear about. And uh, I'm just so grateful to, to know that there are people like you who've got a platform, uh, but also have got all these other things that God gives you because he trusts you with things because you've done so well with the other things. But it's amazing that out of the heartbreak of that situation, uh, you've blessed so many other people. Um, it's worth looking at the website. It's worth reading some of the stories online for the folks at home uh, because uh, Danny clearly is a guy who is actually um, just blessed by God and blessing others. And, and probably, you can't see Danny. I can see what he's wearing. He's wearing a T-shirt or a hoodie and it says, Jesus is King right across the middle of him, which is so nice, Danny. Okay, so the next track we're going to hear from you, Danny, is called uh, Haven't Seen It Yet, which I've played numbers of times on the show, so some people will be familiar with it. Could you tell us a little bit about the back history to it? How did that song come about? I remember, this is, I wrote it in June of 2018, and I remember kind of waking up that morning discouraged because, you know, I think a lot of us get to certain points in our lives where we pray and pray and pray for something, but it doesn't happen. And you kind of get disillusioned. And I remember I had a writing session that day and I remember walking to the writing session, not wanting to be there, you know, writing for my new album had just signed with a new record deal, Capitol records. And I walk into the session and I'm like, man, and, and I, I thought we were going to work on an other song that we'd already written. We just needed to make some small changes. It's actually new day. So with the same group I wrote new day with that I wrote, I haven't seen it yet. And I thought we were going to make some tweaks in that song. And I said, guys, you want to make tweaks? And they said, no, we're writing a new one. And I was like, oh, man, I don't feel like writing today. There's no inspiration in me. And I just start pouring my heart out to the other writers in the room. And I just said, guys, I, I don't want to be here right now. I'm discouraged. I feel hopeless. Uh, I feel like God didn't answer prayers that I needed him to answer. And I'm just really frustrated. And, man, as I started just kind of like pouring out my heart to them, it like took a turn and I started remember, but I said, but God was faithful in this moment in my life. And God was, he did this for me in that moment. And then, man, but you know what? Like, I can't forget what God did when I was at that point in my life either. And all of a sudden I started remembering what God had done before and faith started building up in my heart. And like, as faith began building in my heart, I started to realize, you know what? It's not over yet. Just because I feel like it's over. I feel like, Things have been unfair. And I even feel like in this moment, God has been unfair. He's always worked everything for my good. And so we started writing this song just as a, as a lament. It was a lament. And it turned to this beautiful, hopeful song. Have you been praying and you still have no answers? Have you been pouring out your heart for so many years? Have you been hoping Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music, this is the Hope FM Artist Interview.
And that was Haven't Seen It Yet by Danny Goki. I'm very pleased to say that Danny is still with us here on Hope FM. Hey, Danny, thanks so much for all you've shared so far. And thank you for that beautiful song. Thank you. I know that that's going to have resonated with numbers of the listeners right now. And if you'll be willing just to pray yeah. uh, for, for us right now, that'd be great. Absolutely. Lord, we just thank you, God, that faith is rising up in the hearts of all of us right now, that God, you know all things. We don't know all things, God. And you see every avenue, God. A lot of times uh, we're praying for something, but it's out your will because that thing ultimately would harm us if we got our way all the time. So can you help us to trust you, God, and help us not to lean on our own understanding? Help all those who are listening to acknowledge you in all the ways and you'll direct their paths. So God, we're declaring that. We're thanking you for it. And God, and I ask that you would put an extra special uh, peace in the hearts of the people that are watching right now, that they'd have a peace that would pass understanding, Lord God. God, we don't have to have things perfect. We just need peace because when we have peace in the middle of the storm, God, we can weather anything. But God, if we let go of our peace, God, it's not a fun time to be alive when we let go of our peace. So I pray peace over the listeners. I thank you, God, that that you're working everything together for their good. And God, most of all, God, that you're, you're, you're forming us into the likeness of your son. So I pray for humility, God, that we'd receive the hand that you've given us and that a humbleness and an anointing to walk it out in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Danny. What a, what a blessing uh, that would have been to many people. Um, so you've, you've produced an album in 2019. A very good album, I might say, by the way. Uh, what have you been working on since then? Man. I have been working on some really cool songs and I know that sounds bragging, but it's always good to feel like you're creating even, you know, cause sometimes like you, you get through a record, you're like, man, I had some really like successful songs on there. Can I do it again? But the, the secret is that God is the greatest songwriter that there's ever been. And he's our father. So all we have to do is ask. And so I've been in the studio asking God, what are you saying now? What are you saying? And I, I'm really excited to release some of these songs. I was in the studio. I wrote a song and I was doing the vocal last night. The song's called We All Need Jesus. And it sounds so beautiful. And it's just such an inviting more song. So I'm working on a second record, I will say that. Go, go sing us a line of the song. Okay. We're all broken people. Don't we all need Jesus? Every moment of our lives. 24, 365, a human is equal. Don't we all have our weakness? Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody needs that grace. We all need Jesus. Ooh, 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 yeah. All right, there, that's part of it. Amen. Hey, that's, that's great. And I think that might be world exclusive, possibly. So thank you very much. That, that really is. Danny. You, you guys got an exclusive on a song that's not even out and no one's ever heard. So that's, that's for you guys. Well, thank you for the blessing. It was great. I'm looking forward to it. So, um, so you're busy working on new materials. And obviously, COVID has really changed the whole landscape for all artists. Uh, and what are you able to do at the moment? What, what things are you up to? So, okay, so there's a few things. So... <laughs> I feel like this is going to sound kind of weird, but I, you know, I, like last five years, God has called me back into TV. He really has. So I've been asking him, well, what does that look like? What does that look like? So better than I found it, the organization, I'll tell you, that's actually a TV show that I've been producing where we're actually telling stories of nonprofits. And then we're given a big give back where we buy the bus, we redo the kitchen, we do the things. That's a TV show that I've been producing. Then secondly, me and my wife are working on it. We just did a, a interview with a, uh, a production company, or excuse me, a TV show. Uh, you ever, MGM? MGM is just a big 
Yeah. I don't know what you call it. MGM is just a big, like, I don't, I don't know what you call it, a big conglomerate, TV conglomerate. And so they, we just did interviews with them because me and my wife are working on a show called Living La Vida Goki, too. And so, yeah. Living La Vida Goki? Living La Vida Goki in Spanish, it means, yeah, like you ever remember, remember Ricky Martin's Living La Vida Loca, you know? So Living La Vida yeah. Goki style. I like it. That sounds cool. We'll see. In God's hands, you know, you know, I told my wife today, I said, you know, when you get in the spotlight, the more and more pressure it is. And, the, you know, the enemy can take advantage. And I said, if we get this TV show, because I know God has called, I said, we really have to set strong boundaries because I think celebrityism has destroyed a lot of people. You know what I mean? But there's a way like God builds legacy, not celebrity. And so we must always be thinking like him. You know what I mean? I think it's a very good perspective on things. And certainly one of the challenges is how do you keep grounded in the middle of becoming a star? Yeah, and if exactly. uh, you keep grounded in Jesus, that's got to be the very best way to, to stay. So, um, and, and show-wise, though, have you got something coming up that's going to be online? Oh, I do. Yeah, so I'm working on, uh, I'm getting ready to do a, dan- a, a night of hope. And so I got a bunch of friends, Natalie Grant, Mandisa, some Spanish artists that I've done with, uh, you know, Redimidos, Evan Kraft, uh, a couple of people that went on American Idol with me, David Archuleta and uh, Clark Beckham uh, and um, Lily Goodman. I got all these artists coming in and doing uh, little, we're doing music together. So, you know, we lost all our touring this year, 120 shows. So we've pivoted so that we can, so that we can just try to like keep our livelihood alive. And it's been working really well, really well. So and the, the next show, Dan- Danny and Friends is, it's this coming Saturday, the 21st, isn't it? Yep. We're doing two shows, at East Coast and West Coast show. You'd have to go to dannygoki.com to get more information because I don't know exactly what times they're at, but we're doing two shows that day. I think, I think it works out as midnight UK time, but that's a, a worthwhile time to stay up till because uh, it will be a very cool event, I'm absolutely sure. I've got another, another couple of questions for you, if, I'm, if I may still. Can you tell me, what, what is the thing you most love about God? Oh, wow. I like that he's very kind, you know, and he's shown his, his kindness to us. You know what I mean? Like he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to love us. He actually didn't even have to like, imagine if God created us and just like left us alone and never, you know, he had to educate Adam and Eve. Think about that experience with Adam and Eve when God had to go educate them and tell them, you know, this is what you do here. This is what you do here. You know, he, that knowledge all belongs to him. You think about that. You know, us walking right now, if we never had God, I, I, I wonder how limited we would be. And then not only do we have God who gives us knowledge, but he says that knowledge puffs up, but love is the answer. So love is the motivation of all things that he does. Meaning that, I mean, how do, you, how do you quantify this? Like we have seen people who have a lot of knowledge and they kind of come off a little cocky and a little arrogant, right? But God's motivation is not, let me show you all I can do and all I know. It's like fully mm-hmm. focused on you. And then he writes this beautiful story of showing and demonstrating love so you would understand what love is. Didn't have to do it because he's God, right? But he demonstrates his love by walking through pain because he's trying to get this point out of like sin is not good because sin hurts people therefore why does god not like sin because it always every sin ties back to an offense towards another person or towards him 
And so God, you know, people think like, you know, Jesus, yeah, that was, he went through a lot on the cross, but what they don't understand is that not only did Jesus take the wounds, the scars, the whippings, the crown of thorns, the mocking, the pulling of his beard. I mean, you name it, nails in his hands and wrists and a, a sword in his side. But the worst part of that was the agony was taking on the sin of the world. You know, we all have a hard time dealing with our own sin. It's very heavy, right? Imagine the sin of a trillion people on you. Imagine the heaviness of that. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I've lost for words as to what I might even say about the weight of that sin, but uh, you're right. Jesus chose to carry it. So, which Gordon, let me introduce you. Sorry. I have a, um, this is Gordon. This is Chad from unspoken. Have, have you, are you familiar with unspoken? I've heard the name unspoken before. Hey Chad, how you doing? This is Chad. So we're having them over for dinner tonight. And I was telling them I had an interview, but I guess they got here early. All they have is popcorn and, and, and Nala wafers. So Chad and I, we live kind of down the street from each other, but I love his band. We've toured together. I love his songs. And, uh, and I feel the same way. Yeah, you're such a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bless you. Nice to see you. So Sorry about that. That's cool. So, okay, I will try and not take up too much of your time because obviously you've got dinner guests, Danny, but um, it's, uh, we've, got, we've still got one more song uh, to play from you. So um, the last song we've got is Love God, Love People. Yeah. And this song is one you did with uh, Michael W. Smith, isn't it? Yeah, so Michael W. Smith plays the keys. He's he's great singer-songwriter, but most people don't know this. He's a great musician, and he's just got a little touch in his hand. So we said, Michael, can you play the keys on this? And he just, man, he slaps some keys so well. It's just so nice. Well, it's an absolutely beautiful song. Uh, Danny, it's been an honor having you with us today here on Hope FM. Uh, we're going to continue playing your music and I look forward to the new tracks that are going to be coming out. Will you come back on the show maybe in about a year's time? Oh, I'd love that. Gordon, thank you so much for taking time with me and to everyone, all the listeners of Hope FM. You kind of saw a little chaos of my, my house happening. I know you heard it. We got people walking in and wives and kids. And so thank you guys for being so understanding. Ah, it's keeping it real. That's great. Bless you, Danny. Thank you so much for your time. And this is your track. Love God, love people. I've been running in circles, jumping the hurdles, getting caught in that rush of doom. Get more interviews now. Visit hopefm.com forward slash the artist interview.